Hallelujah. 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 Let's have Brother Looper preach. Preach. Praise the Lord, everybody. How many is glad to be in church today? Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Hallelujah. 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 We worship you today, Holy Ghost. Praise you. It's good to be in God's house today. Amen. Lord bless you. You can be seated for a few moments. So good to be in God's house to worship and to praise and to magnify Him today. So thankful for the Lord's goodness and mercy and blessings to us. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. It's a good place to be. Amen. It's a good place to be. Hallelujah. 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 Let me make some announcements before we get into the Word of the Lord. And uh, one is, be leaving for a youth trip in the morning at 5 o'clock. And that is 5 o'clock a.m. to all of you young folks. That comes before the sun comes up. So uh, 5 o'clock a.m., be here a little before then and uh, be on the bus ready to go. Also, this evening, there's choir practice at 5.15. All the ones who are going on the youth trip, be here at 5 o'clock with your luggage or we can load all of that up. Everything except just the things that you're going to tote on the bus uh, and put in the overhead luggage compartment. But all of your luggage, be here with that at 5 o'clock where that can be loaded up today. And uh, then there will be a meeting immediately after this service in the men's prayer room for all of the ones who are going on the trip and all of the parents of those who are going on the trip. Not just the parents who are going, but the parents that have young people that is going. There's some things I need to go over with you. So that will be immediately following this service. After that, we'll get back here on a Saturday. We'll be leaving that Monday, the 20th, going to youth camp over in Crowley, uh, Louisiana. And uh, we'll be back the uh, 25th from that. So youth camp, senior camp is the 20th through the 24th. And I encourage all of you that possibly can come over and be with us. Be with us especially on the night services that you can. And we're going to have a great time in the Lord. Junior camp will start August the 5th. And go through the seventh, and uh, that will be at the same camp- campground. Brother Duplessy will be preaching for us tonight. Looking forward to the word of the Lord tonight, and uh, be here early for prayer. Let's seek the face of God, see God do something great for us. Uh, the twenty-sixth, that is the Sunday after youth camp. Brother J.D. Stoltzfus from, uh, I think it is Henderson. Nevada will be here with us, and uh, Nevada to us, Nevada to them, I guess, but somewhere out there in the desert, and uh, brother, as his brother Stoltz, who's his son, will be here with us the 26th, preaching for us that Sunday morning and Sunday night, be looking forward to that, and uh, Brother Duplessis will be preaching again here Wednesday night, and as we are gone, and I pray... And I ask you all for your prayers. Be praying for me Wednesday night. 
I'll be preaching uh, at Pete Wednesday night. Um, I am, uh, you know, when they called me about a year ago and asked me, I thought it was a great idea. At this point, I'm wondering why I accepted the invitation. Um, I was honored that they would even consider me, but now I wonder why I do this to myself. But I ask you to pray for me and uh, that God would use me and anoint me. In myself, I can do nothing, but through Christ, I can do all things. There will be a lot of young people that's there uh, that needs direction and help from God in their life, and I pray that you would pray that God would give me the right words to say and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. So somewhere around 8.30 Wednesday night, I know you all probably be here having church. Be okay if Brother Duplessis just stopped and everybody went in travail for me. <clears throat> and uh, it will be, uh, I think, the most people that I've ever had the privilege to speak to at one time. There's normally around 4,000 people there. And uh, so to say I am nervous is an understatement. I, I am nervous every time I come to the pulpit. I even get nervous in front of you. But uh, that's a whole different level right there. And uh, I ask you for your prayer. So remember to pray for us. Pray for us that we'd have a safe trip out there and back and the Lord would keep His hand of protection over us. And uh, <clears throat> so remember those announcements. Also, let's remember to be in prayer for Sister Stephanie. I think they moved her out of intensive care, I believe. And uh, she's had some uh, a lot of trouble the last week. And so let's ask God to to work a miracle for her, give her a miracle in her body. And also, Brother Marvin requested prayer for his grandchild this morning, uh, prematurely born, and uh, I think he told me just a little over two pounds, and uh, having some complications, so let's ask the Lord to move in that situation. And as we stand to read the Word of God, why don't we just go to the Lord in prayer for these needs right now? God, we love you today. We know, Savior, that you are a miracle worker. Our faith, our confidence, our trust, our hope is in you. God, heal the sick. Deliver the bound today, God. You see these needs and these requests. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter number 5. Matthew chapter number 5. And uh, we'll get into the Word of God. We'll be reading one passage of Scripture from verse number 6. Matthew chapter 5, verse number 6. And it's so good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord today. To our guests that are here, we're honored that you've come to be with us today. So good to see all of you. And uh, Lord bless you for being in the house of God uh, with us today. We know that you could be a lot of different places and we're so glad that you come to be with us at First Pentecostal Church in Silsby. Aren't we glad today, church? Amen. Amen. Good to see Jim here today. And I miss y'all being here every Sunday morning. You need to quit that and uh, be here more often. I thought I'd have the girls to sing because I know he would enjoy it. Of course, I enjoy it, but, you know, I, I can't help that. But anyway... <clears throat> Uh, the Scripture says, this is a very familiar passage of Scripture today, and uh, it's the sermon that Jesus preached. 
and uh, very, very, it's, it's, when you start reading it, there's a lot of great information here, the Sermon on the Mount. And the scripture says, Bless are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Everybody look at your Bible for me right now. Hold it up there. Does anybody else's Bible have fuzzy writing in it? Amen. Lord bless you can be dismissed. <laughs> Not dismissed, you can be seated. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not not that bad off yet. I've looked through those before. <clears throat> I can't read and I'm wanting to dismiss everybody. You can be dismissed shortly, but not right now. I want to talk to us for a few moments this morning about desire. Desire. Desire is something that is very important to have. Has anybody ever just lost your desire for something? Uh, I can remember... Uh, when I was uh, growing up, a teenager, I had two places that was my favorite places to eat, and uh, man, they were they were good. And no, it was not pizza, but uh, <clears throat> I've continued to like pizza. But uh, it was places that I really enjoyed. It was places that we didn't have in the town that I grew up in, and uh, so every time I'd get away to a big city that had Taco Bell. Our Burger King. Man, that was some good food right there. Can I get a... Uh, Taco Bell and Burger King. Man, every time I passed one, I wanted to eat. We, uh, we'd just eat because we didn't have it at home, so we'd just eat it anyway. But uh, I, as I've grown older, I've seemed to look, have lost my desire for Taco Bell and Burger King. And when I go back occasionally, I wondered what it was that I liked about it so much. It's kind of like a McDonald's hamburger. A McDonald's hamburger at, at 10 years old and 40 years old tastes completely different. I can remember when McDonald's first come to Stuttgart. My goodness. Woo! We had arrived, man. McDonald's in the big city. And, uh, we ate McDonald's and ate McDonald's. It's never, it's never, my brother has never lost his desire to eat at McDonald's, but I have lost my desire. I just eat there to keep from starving occasionally. But, anyway, desire is something that is very important. People lose their desire for different things. As you look at the word desire, it simply means exactly what it sounds like it means, to wish are to long for, to ask for a request, a strong wish or craving. And uh, I, I, I find it very interesting in things that we desire and things that we crave and things that we long for. When you are away from something for too long, you start craving it and you start desiring it and you start wanting it and You'll do things to make uh, um, the, the, the means to get what you are desiring. How many likes coffee? How many likes coffee in the morning? 
Man, there's nothing too much, there's not too many things that's better than coffee in the morning. I can remember my mama drinking coffee every morning, and uh, all I thought coffee was good for was to dunk chocolate chip cookies in too. Man, you have coffee and chips, ahoy cookies. That's a meal right there. That's some good stuff. That'll get you going in the morning. And I can remember, I didn't drink it, but I liked the flavor of it in my cookies. And uh, so she always had to have two cups of coffee and two chocolate chip chips ahoy chocolate chip cookies. You can't eat a chips ahoy just by eating it. You've got to dunk it in some milk or put it down in some coffee. You've got to baptize those things, praise God. And then they are edible. Man, just craving that. And I can, I can remember smelling that coffee in the morning. Eventually... As time, the process of time, man, that coffee smelled so good and I started drinking it and I absolutely, I just, I just love it. And I love to drink coffee in the mornings. And I have found that in my fasting, sometimes the hardest thing to bypass is my coffee in the morning. And I, that's a sacrifice when I start doing that. And it just, Reading the newspaper is not the same without a cup of coffee in the morning. Going to McDonald's and uh, with the with the heads of wisdom there at McDonald's wouldn't be the same if they didn't have coffee. But <clears throat> desire, what we desire and what we crave, what we long for, what we what we think we cannot live without, it dominates our thinking. Amen. It dominates our thought process. It dominates our life. The Scripture says in Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 13, it says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind me, I reach forth unto those things which are before. The Apostle said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. This is what the Apostle Paul was saying. He said, there's some things I have to forget to press on. There's some things I have to leave behind to reach forward and to reach forth. He said, but I am always pressing for the prize of the high calling of God. That is, you ever heard anybody use the term, that's my heartbeat, that's my desire, that's where my love is, that's where, you know, I, I, I hunger, I crave these things in life. And so it dominates us, it draws us, it possesses us, it starts to move us in the direction that, that we, we would go by what we desire. The scripture says about the church of God in Psalms chapter 23 and verse number 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalms chapter 27 and verse number 4. The scripture says one thing I have, I have I desired of the Lord. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I may seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord 
all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. What was the psalmist writing about here? He said, I desire, I desired of the Lord that I could just be in His house and dwell in the house of the Lord. That I did not have to leave, that I did not have to go out, that I did not have to do the daily activities of life. That I would behold the beauty of the Lord. Without going to the house of the Lord, you will never understand the beauty of God. You will never see the beauty of God until you see the beauty in God's house. Amen. When Solomon built the temple full of glory and full of splendor and full of beauty, gold and silver and precious woodwork and stonework and carvings and engravings and such majesty, it was not the majesty, but, but when they got on the inside and they saw the beauty and the glory of God, that's what keeps people coming back. The beautiful building is not it, although that is nice to have. Amen. But the beautiful building will not keep people coming back. But what keeps you coming back is the beauty of the Lord that is only inside of the temple of God. Amen. Until you get a love for God's house, you will never see His beauty. People say, man, you must be bad folks. You go to church all the time. You go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and then if you have revival service, you throw at least one or two extra services in. You must be bad people. No, what has happened is we have a desire to be in the house of God, and when we got to the house of God, we've seen the glory of God that brings a precious desire on the inside of our soul that I just want to get back to church. Amen. Have you ever been to a service and you left the service? Man, I can't wait to get back tonight because there is no telling what God is going to do in the house of the Lord tonight. What is that? That is a desire to be in God's house. I pray that some way, somehow, God would stir up a desire in our hearts and in our spirits and a longing and a craving to be in the house of God. God, let me get to your building. God, let me get to your house. God, let me enter into your presence. God, I need you. I want to feel you. I want to enjoy your presence in your house. Amen. The beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Without finding a love and a desire for God's house, you'll never enjoy the beauty of the Lord. Psalms chapter 84 and verse number 2, it says, My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. 
My soul longs to be in the courts of the Lord. My flesh cries out. Now that, that's when you really got it. It's when your flesh starts craving to be in the house of God. That's what the psalmist said. He said, I brought my flesh so many times that it's such a part of me that there's something about 10 o'clock on Sunday morning I just know I'm supposed to be in the house of God. There's something about on 7 o'clock on Sunday night I know no matter where I'm at on vacation it does not matter. It's just about church time. I know Wednesday night I can't stay home and relax and sleep amen and enjoy the evening because I know that on 7.30 it's time to be in the house of God amen I've got my flesh under subjection to the spirit because my the spirit desire is stronger than the fleshly man help our desire oh God that desire that burns with on the inside of us. The Scripture says in Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 2, it tells us to set your affections on the things above. The things of this world has got our attention so much. And it's taken us away from the things of God. And, and our desires have become more to this world than they have become to the house of God. Amen. There's nothing wrong with pleasures of life as long as they don't conflict with our spiritual walk with God. Amen. To understand that my desire is not here. Amen. We're enjoying this world, but always Remember, we are pilgrims and strangers in a foreign country. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Amen. I've got a home that's better than this home. I got a place that's glorious. I got a place that's wonderful. And I have a desire to go there. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, what we know as the chapter of faith, tells us stories of those who were killed, those who were beheaded, those who were hanged from trees, those who suffered, those who were ate by lions, those who were made sport of as they watched them die for their love of the gospel. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 14, For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of the country from whence they came out, uh, they might have had opportunity to have returned, but now they desire a better country. I want to tell you, this world is still a pretty good place to live. But it's getting more treacherous every day that we live. That it's getting more dangerous every day that we live. Amen. That it's getting more of a turmoil uh, every day that we live. When they cry peace and safety, and if we do this, we're going to have peace. If we do that, we're going to have peace. If we give in to this or give in to that, we'll have peace. Amen. But there is coming a day, church, where the church of God is going to be crying, come. So come quickly, Lord Jesus. We're tired of this wicked and perverse world. I'm telling you, this is a wicked place. And Jesus is just about to come back. Comfort ye one another with 
these words. He's coming back for his church. This is not all there is to it. He's coming back again. Hallelujah. If they would have been mindful, they would have had opportunity to return in your walk with God. You will have the opportunity to turn around. There's places that says detour all along life's journey. There's places that says you can freely U-turn right here all down life's journey. This is a good place for a U-turn. This is a good place to turn around. They said they had opportunity to return, but they sought the Lord and they desired a better country. Where are you going, Abraham? I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. I started on this journey and I'm still going to finish. Amen. I still got a desire to go to heaven. I want I wonder if there's any saints of God in the house this morning that has a burning desire. Amen. There's a desire in me. I'm going to make it. 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 I'm going to make it to heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But they desired a better country. That is a heavenly Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He had prepared for them a city. Woo, he had prepared for them a city. He's preparing. You, you think of the beauty of this world. You've been to the Rocky Mountains. They're so beautiful. The Smoky Mountains are so beautiful. Amen. The hill country of Texas is so, so beautiful. The different sites, the Grand Canyon, it's quite amazing and beautiful. The painted desert, such amazing and beautiful. The things that God created. And, and this is just only in this country. All across this world, the glamour and the beauty that God made in seven short days. Our six short days. On the seventh day, He rested from all of His work and labor. But over 2,000 years, He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I can see Jesus as He looks out over heaven and says, let me get this one just right. I've got another one just about to come home. Oh, the beauty. Oh, the glamour. Oh, the beautiful place that heaven must be. We don't have a lot to understand about heaven to paint us a picture of what it's going to be like or what we're going to be doing but I tell you what it doesn't matter if I live in an old raggedy shaggedy cabin in heaven as long as Jesus is there oh hallelujah he's been working on it a long time he's been doing it a long time I still have a desire I want to go there I want to go there I want to hear him say well done enter in thy good and thy faithful servant hallelujah hallelujah such a wonderful place such a beautiful place and the devil tells people, turn around. Don't quit walk. Don't keep walking with the Lord. Don't keep going to church. Don't keep serving God. 
This is a good place to turn around. Look what I have. What does the devil have that's even in comparison to anything that God has? Everything that God has made, the devil's tried to make a counterfeit of it. Amen. So for heaven, the devil has hell. That's kind of a no-brainer. Air condition or no air condition. That used to be a big advertisement on motel rooms. AC. My goodness, could you imagine going in one that didn't have AC? That was a big deal when you bought a car. Does it have power steering and AC? Now it's, does it drive itself? Amen. Some things are no-brainers in life. To give up and quit walking with God is one of the dumbest things you'll ever do in your life. Besides what God has promised us and what God is going to give us, my Lord, living for the Lord is such a good life. I'm not addicted to drugs. I'm not addicted to alcohol. I've got a good wife. I've got good children. I've got a good place to live. I've got a good place to go to church. I'm surrounded by good friends. The devil has lost his mind a long time ago. But some of you need to wake up and understand the devil is a deceiver. The devil is a liar. Get the burning desire back in your heart and in your spirit for God. Hallelujah. Set your affections on things above, not on the things of this world. Amen. Get a desire. The devil knows if he can keep you out of the house of God. He's got you on the slippery slope of backsliding. Because until you get to the house of God, you never see the beauty of God. What did the psalmist say when he said, My feet had, had, had nigh well slipped. When I seen the prosperity of the wicked, how it looked like they were blessed, how it looked like they had had a good time, how it looked like everything was going their way. But what? When I went to the house of the Lord... You know what happened in the house of the Lord? He again got another glimpse of the beauty of God. Oh, when you don't feel like going to church, you just go on anyway. When you don't feel like being faithful, you be faithful anyway. Because when you get to church, you're going to see the beauty of God. When you get the church, it'll stir up something in you. When you get the church, it'll get a hold of your spirit. When you get the church, it'll get a hold of your mind. When you get the church, it'll stir up that old familiar feeling. I like what I feel when I get together with God's wonderful people. Let me get the church. Let me get in the house of God. I want to see the beauty of God. I want to inquire of God in His temple. A desire, a desire. 
Amen. That's the reason why you've got to get your flesh under subjection to the Spirit of God. Let's say, devil, you want me to stay home, but I'm not about to stay home. You want me to stay home where you can get me to quit. Because I'm going to the house of God where I can see the beauty one more time. See that the writer, that everything that we are going through and everything that we face in life, we can find things in the Word of God that describe us and tells us what to do in situations. This man was upset. This man had problems. This man was disturbed. He was discouraged. He was despondent. He was down and out because he seen the things that was going around him and happening around him. But he said, when I went to the house of God, something began to change. Amen. What I am here to do today is to try my best to preach a desire back in your spirit for prayer. To preach a desire back in your spirit for faithfulness and commitment to the house of God. To preach a desire back in your spirit that you can live for God. That you can serve God. I'm here today to preach to you. There's no use in backsliding. There's no hope in backsliding. There's no use to quit. We've got every reason to keep on. We've got every reason to build a burning desire in our spirits for the things of God all over again. Get to the house of God. Hallelujah. People say, oh, I'm not going to go because the preacher preached to me. Thank God that's what he's supposed to do. Amen. That's what he's supposed to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your affections. Sometimes in life, our affections get mixed up and get mingled up. They'd come get ready to sing. I'm just about done. I know you can't believe it, but I am. Amen. Sometimes our desires gets on things of the world more than things of God. Sometimes something happens that discourages us. Sometimes it's just a matter of life. Sometimes it's really nothing. We don't really know how to explain it. But something has come between us and God. In 2 Samuel chapter 23, it tells a story of David. The Scripture says David was in a hold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. That was the city of David. That was the place where David was brought up was in Bethlehem. David is holed up. That means his back was against the wall. That means he was in trouble. The Scripture says, And David longed and said, Oh, that one would give me a drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. A couple of his mighty men heard what David was saying. And they overheard him and they got their swords. They pulled them out of the sheath and they went to fighting through the enemy lines to get to where the well was. They drawed water from that well of Bethlehem that David was talking about and they fought their way all the way back. The blood that was shed. The enemies that they overtook. 
the people that they had to get out of the way. And when they got there to David, David surprised as he looks at them and said, David, we, we, we heard what you said and we just wanted to go get you a drink of that water, of that old well that is by the gate in Bethlehem. And they presented that with glad hearts. And David took it. He said, how can I drink this? Because people risked their lives to bring me the water. And he poured it out as a sacrifice unto God. But what I want to bring to your attention right now in closing was, I don't think it was the water from the well that David was desiring. I don't think it was the natural water from that old natural well. But I think as David looked at the enemy that was destroying his city, and he looked at the enemy that was trying to take his life, he remembered at Bethlehem, that's where I had my first encounter with God. At Bethlehem, I could remember coming to that old well in the evening time and watering the flocks that I had. At Bethlehem, I could remember the day that, that the prophet of God walked into town and he was looking for somebody that God was going to anoint king over God's people. See, it was not the water but it was the representation of what Bethlehem meant to him. It's not the building today that controls the glory and the power of God, but it's a representation of what happened and the life-changing experience that we had when we come into this building. Whatever building it was, I'm sure that you can go back to the very place that God filled you with the Holy Ghost. I know I can. Amen. If the building was torn down, I could still go back to the same spot and say, this is where God forever changed my life. Yes, there's been many encounters with God since then, but I've come to tell somebody this morning, God is calling you to raise up that desire in your spirit. Where did your desire for church go? Where did your desire for prayer go? Where did your desire for worship go? Where did your desire for preaching go? Where would your desire for the saints of God go? I'm telling you, it's still here. It's still here. God is trying to stir your spirit to help you understand. When you get to the house of God, you can see His glory. And David knew if I could get back to Bethlehem, if I could just go back, some of you might be thinking this morning, if I could just go back to when I was a young person, if I could just go back before I had problems, if I could just go back a few years ago before I made the mistakes that I have made now, Now, I'm sure that's what David was thinking. But when those men brought that water back, it started burning on the inside of him. How can I allow the enemy 
to destroy the old home place. How can I allow the enemy to stop up the well? How can I allow the enemy to destroy me? And even though his back was against the wall, I'm sure his mind went back. I was against all odds when all I had was five smooth stones going out to fight a giant. I was against all odds against the bear. I was against all odds against the lion. But God was with me. And God, where are you at? I'm headed to Bethlehem. I want to tell you today, there's somebody in this place right now that needs to come back and find your desire all over again. There's somebody that needs to wake up and realize, hey, I know I'm weak on desire. I know I'm weak on the direction of God. But God is in this place. Fill my cup. Lord, fill it up, God. I want a burning desire in my spirit all over again. And God has promised in His Word as we stand today, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. The question I would ask you today, and I hope, I hope right now, if the church would help me just right now, just a moment, that something has been said, something has been done to stir up a hunger in you, to stir up a desire in you, because God's Word said if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, not you might or you possibly, but you shall be filled. These altars is open right now to anyone who would like to come and say, Stir up in me, oh God, a desire all over again. Oh, God, let me see your beauty. Let me see your beauty. Oh, the place where I praise I want you to lift up your hands. 
and lifting up your hands, I want you to lift up your head. And I want you to see the glory of God all over again. Isn't it beautiful? It's just as beautiful as it once was. It's just as real as it once was. Hallelujah. 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 Can you see it? Can you feel it? Oh, show us your glory, God. Show us your glory, God. Show us your glory, God. Show us your glory, You are great. You 